0: Section 12 of Reviews by Oscar Wilde This is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by Cory Samuel Reviews by Oscar Wilde edited by Robert Ross Section 12 A Handbook to Marriage Pall Mall Gazette November 18th 1885 IN SPITE OF ITS SOMEWHAT ALARMING TITLE, THIS BOOK MAY BE HIGHLY RECOMMENDED TO EVERYONE. AS FOR THE AUTHORITIES THE AUTHOR QUOTES, THEY ARE ALMOST NUMBERLESS, AND RANGE FROM SOCRATES DOWN TO ARTEMUS WARD. HE TELLS US OF THE WICKED bachelor WHO SPOKE OF MARRIAGE AS A VERY HARMLESS AMUSEMENT, AND ADVISED A YOUNG FRIEND OF HIS TO MARRY EARLY AND MARRY OFTEN, OF DR. JOHNSON WHO PROPOSED THAT MARRIAGE SHOULD BE ARRANGED BY THE LORD CHANCELLOR, without the parties concerned having any choice in the matter of the sussex labourer who asked why should i give a woman half my victuals for cooking the other half and of lord verilam who thought that unmarried men did the best public work and indeed marriage is the one subject on which all women agree and all men disagree our author however is clearly of the same opinion as the scotch lassie who on her father warning her what a solemn thing it was to get married, answered, I ken that father, but it's a great deal solemner to be single. He may be regarded as the champion of the married life. Indeed, he has a most interesting chapter on marriage-made men, and though he dissents, and we think rightly, from the view recently put forward by a lady or two on the women's rights platform that Solomon owed all his wisdom to the number of his wives, still he appeals to Bismarck. John Stuart Mill, Mohammed, and Lord Beaconsfield, as instances of men whose success can be traced to the influence of the women they married. Archbishop Whatley once defined woman as a creature that does not reason, and pokes the fire from the top. But since his day the higher education of women has considerably altered their position. Women have always had an emotional sympathy with those they love. Girton and Newnham, have rendered intellectual sympathy also possible. In our day it is best for a man to be married, and men must give up the tyranny in married life which was once so dear to them, and which, we are afraid, lingers still, here and there. "'Do you wish to be my wife, Mabel?' said a little boy. "'Yes,' incautiously answered Mabel. "'Then pull off my boots.' on marriage vows our author has two very sensible views and very amusing stories he tells of a nervous bridegroom who confusing the baptismal and marriage ceremonies replied when asked if he consented to take the bride for his wife i renounce them all of a hampshire rustic who when giving the ring said solemnly to the bride with my body i thee wash up and with all my hurdle goods i thee and thou of another who when asked whether he would take his partner to be his wedded wife, replied with shameful indecision, Yes, I'm willin, but I'd a sight rather have her sister, and of a Scotch lady, who on the occasion of her daughter's wedding was asked by an old friend whether she might congratulate her on the event, and answered, Yes, yes, upon the whole it is very satisfactory. It is true Jeanie hates her good man, but then there's always a something. Indeed, the good stories contained in this book are quite endless, and make it very pleasant reading, while the good advice is, on all points, admirable. Most young married people nowadays start in life with a dreadful collection of Ormolu inkstands covered with sham onyxes, or with a perfect museum of salt cellars. We strongly recommend this book as one of the best of wedding presents. It is a complete handbook to an earthly paradise, And its author may be regarded as the Murray of matrimony and the Baedeker of bliss. How to be happy, though married, being a handbook to marriage, by a graduate in the University of Matrimony, T. Fisher Unwin. End of section 12. A Handbook to Marriage.